1: Hi everybody, uh, you're all safe and well. If you're new to channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon so you made aware of any time we put new content on. As always, we'd like to thank our channel sponsors, Untuck It. Today's guest guests, plural, as we've got a special four legged guest as well. Uh, <laughs> it is Peter Singh. How are you, Peter? Do you want to introduce I'm very, I'm very well, thank you very much. I'm very well, and I've got my um. Best little friend there,
0: Dobby, in his 1958 West Ham shirt. So he's looking good, I <laughs> hope, for the camera. Love and it. Um, I hope everyone agrees too.
1: Yeah, I love it. We've it's quite funny. We, we used I remember we had a spate of it's a spate of ex players when we were interviewing and their dogs would come into frame. And uh, so I think we've had Frank McAvenney's Doberman. and he's got a massive dog. Um, I know Frank's we, a big
0: dog lover of Frank, yeah, he's Frank got, is a friend of mine on Facebook, and I know he's a big uh, dog lover, he's yeah, a terrific fellow, Frank. yeah, he
1: does, he does a lot of stuff for the when he's, when he's in Greece, isn't it, or somewhere like that, or Cyprus, or he was, um, yeah, yeah and we had razors dog on he's got a little that's it yeah i've seen dog tonight little chihuahua little chihuahua yeah exactly and uh i think my dog's made an appearance and i think it might be my we have martin allen mad dog so you know we've it's uh it's a dog friendly place but uh, how are you peter how's things man i'm fine
0: thank you i'm fine um uh obviously um just going back to martin allen there for a minute i was uh I go back to the years of when i used to go to west Ham, hamley martin allen used to play and yeah. uh, i was most impressed to see the dog eat a biscuit at the end of his video it was most um most entertaining for me it was brilliant i didn't
1: even re- I didn't realize that one until literally at the
0: end i just I know saw it the straight end away because obviously like we used to call him the dog and and obviously yeah. you know i remember him as a dog and it was brilliant but um yeah um yeah it was, it, obviously lockdown and you know where we are um it's it, it's a tough time it's a tough tough time yeah. you know it's a crazy year um it really is a crazy year and um you know things ain't great for everybody but i think we've no. all got to stick together i'll tell yeah. you what i'll tell you what on a positive note um i know we can talk about a lot of negative notes but um <laughs> i personally think on a positive note your channel is doing a lot of good
1: oh, your I'm channel's so
0: bringing good. a lot of people Gosh. together yeah and i think that is doing a lot of good and i think we need more of that um because it's a difficult year mental health etc which i'll talk about later on in depth but um i really think you know your channel's doing a lot of help and um you know i think we all need to stick together stick to what we know a bit and um you know get 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 a bit of comfort from that really you know
1: yeah i think we do i think that, that you know the fact that we've got you know, potentially there's a little bit of light at the end of well, it's not real. I thought it's going to be light at the end of the tunnel on Thursday, and it's it's sort of a little bit less. But you know, the fact that we've got you know potentially two thousand fans coming a Man United game potentially, um, that's good. That's that's a start in it, and so at least there's you know it's it's baby steps. But um, yeah, no, I think it's good, and and you know, I mean, we'll you know, it's everyone's. All the um all the West Ham sort content people are trying to get together and do some charity stuff as well together. Yeah, it's you know, it's 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 yeah, it's important, you know, because there's the <laughs> with West Ham there's always a cynicism, there's always doom and gloom. And um yeah, it's nice to have a bit of shame. Right? I'll
0: tell you what, I'll tell you something. You, t- you say there's doom and gloom, but I'll tell you something with West Ham. I'll tell you something with West Ham inside that is that we all come together and we all support yep. each other and that's the greatest thing about our football club it might not be winning champions leagues or fa cups or or premier leagues etc or league cups but i'll tell you something as a group we all come together as a family true, and yeah. we, we all help each other and that's the best yeah. thing ever about west Ham fans. it's
1: definitely that it's definitely that sort of east end spirit of the blitz you know yeah, type yeah, and you point out as well you obviously use on you know, facebook and the facebook groups and and whatnot and uh yeah there's been a lot of people who've been struggling with, with bereavements and, and stuff like that as well and you know and the you can see the west ham fraternity sort of coming in force you know even people on Twitter are oh, having a bit of a shit day today not feeling too good and like 20 minutes later they'll get a, they'll put a message up saying i've had 20 people call me up or or message me and and that's nice and that's nice and i think that's what makes us different i think that's why people i'll tell you what it is
0: i think think personally um what you're talking about there is called the heart of east london it's the heart of east london um you know the most warmest people you will ever Mm. ever get to meet in your entire entire life forget about the football for a minute if you want but the warmest people that will come together and support you unbelievable mm-hmm. set of people the East Enders unbelievable
1: yeah it's true it's true and it is and it is that you know when we're you know and i think also you know the the fact that we fact that we haven't never won, you know there's never won like a title or anything like or a, a first we don't first, support for that rush we don't No, support we don't and that's it, no? and that's, it. I that's, think that's it i think that's we know why. the contract
0: we know the contract like we got in it because we're not going to win anything, but occasionally we are going to play some bloody good football, mate, and shock a lot of people, you know? So we didn't get any win win trophies and all that. It's about... West Ham is not about winning trophies. West Ham is about a feeling. It's about a feeling, and that's a fact, you know?
1: Yep. To be honest, Mr Pard, you got it right, I think, with more than just a football club, you know what I mean, as a a statement when he uh, obviously famously put it on the T-shirts. But it's true, isn't it? We are more. I think that's why we get a lot of like um you know non-west ham fans watch the channel and they they message me and you know on twitter or facebook or even like comments on the youtube channel because they know how unique we are as a bunch of fans and i know we say it but it's true i just think it's really true you know you it's a fact. it's
0: It's an absolute we are we are a unique set of you know football fans and i'm look at the end of the day i'm not saying there's you know not other unique set of football fans There are. There's some wonderful set of football fans out there that I respect wholeheartedly. But you know, being brought up on West Ham like I was, in and and the way I was introduced to the club and the story I've got to tell, it yeah. was special. And that club is special, West Ham, and it will be in my heart forever. And and I'll tell you something, if it wasn't for West Ham, promise you, I wouldn't be sitting in there. And that's how special yeah. West Ham United Football Club is. Wow.
1: Wow. And obviously, you know, you mentioned you obviously, you all the, all the, dogs, all the dog stuff. Um, how many dogs you got
0: here? at the moment? Um, we're, we're, we're an animal rescue. We've got 42 dogs. Um, Dobby, which is one of them here sitting here and he's all night in 58 West Ham shirt. Um, Dobby was found in a cardboard box with his siblings, uh, believe it or not in the middle of the road in Spain. In the middle of the road um and we rescued them and um this little guy we, we uh, rehomed all of them but this little guy i couldn't let this guy go i had a bond with him from the start and um yeah so we got 42 dogs um it's uh, the hardest job i've ever done in my entire mm-hmm. life looking after 42 dogs on the positive side it's an absolute pleasure to see a dog that's been abused all its life Sure. um and 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 you know hit all its life and beating up all its life to see their tail wag for the first time and uh that is the scoring the goal of our job uh mm-hmm. when you see the dogs you know wag their tail for the first time and finally realize hold on a minute you're not a bad guy you're yeah. going to look after me and you see their little tail wagging a glint in the eye that's the goal scoring moment
1: for me and it's mm-hmm. a beautiful moment you know yeah that must be amazing it must be amazing as i said and not just not just that a lot of patience a lot lot of dog walking a lot of <laughs> when i've only got one and she's a nightmare so you've got 42 of them, of them as well. like so i said uh, like
0: i said it's the hardest job we've ever done in yeah. our entire life i'm um, seriously um,
1: you know looking off. Segment, sorry no, i didn't say nothing i didn't say nothing peter oh
0: sorry i thought you, you you'd gone there on the internet sorry um, no, no, yeah, I no, was no, just saying, it is good. the hardest job in the world. Honestly, it really is the hardest job. It's the yeah. cleaning, it's the walking, it's the feeding. Don't, but then again, don't forget, it's the um, it's the um, raising the money for them. You know, it's the raising the money for the for, yeah. for the vet treatment, for the foods, um, and we've got. You know, we've been running as a charity now for seven years. Yeah, and we was a really, really successful charity. Seriously, we was unbelievable. We started off on the ground running we was absolutely hugely successful and sadly all of a sudden you got these group of trolls that started attacking us okay Mm. and they took us down virtually overnight they took us down virtually overnight to a point now where we're struggling for a bag of food you know that's how bad it is three four five years ago we was in a position where we could get any dog in europe any dog that had been severely beaten, abused, anything, and we could straight away rescue them, give them all the treatment they wanted, and not worry about the money. Now, mm. not even trying to, you know, we're trying to afford the food for the dogs, and that's how bad these trolls have done us, you know. And um it was all down to jealousy, you know. And, and the animal world is a fickle world, the animal rescue world is a very fickle world, you know, sadly. I, did, I, I didn't know about it when I first came into it, but I do now. Mm. And when yeah. people see you do well, they want to bring you back down and they brought us back down with pure lies you know and sadly um, and that's the thing you know when you're being trolled for five years non-stop it's a it's a serious serious thing you know it's a serious sure. thing and um, you know mental health I've had two nervous breakdowns over the last five years um, severe depression anxiety because of what these people do and it's at the end of the day Russ I know we're talking about West Ham here but we'll have a little bit of an inter- introductory here like we're doing um if you want to bring someone down it's very very easy to do it mate you know like if i yeah. wanted to bring you down tonight all i've got to do mate is put a little post on facebook or anywhere else on yeah. social media it's like oh you know that last guy on on um, Amazon eleven, yeah i see him the other day and i see him yeah. do xyz yeah now there's going to be two or three people that are going to look at that and say yeah i wonder and they're going to tell other people mm. and they're going to tell yeah. other people yeah Now, there's gonna be 50% that say like, hold on a minute, he's talking absolute rubbish. And then Mm. 50% are gonna say, I wonder if Russ did do that. And that's how easy it is to bring someone down, mate, when someone's jealous of you, you know? Mm. And that's the heartbreaking thing. And at the end of the day, all that happens is the animals suffer, you know? All that happens is the animals suffer. And, um, you know, there's a lot of evil people out there in the world. On the other end, there's a lot of very kind people in the world that help us. you know, so it, it 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 works both ways, but I'll tell you something, Russ. I know we're not talking about West Ham at the minute, but might be talking a little bit about mental health and that, but it's been a rough five years, mate. Seriously. Seriously, yeah. mate. When you hit nervous breakdowns and blokes don't want to talk about mental health and blokes don't want to talk about nervous breakdowns. I'll tell you something now. When you get depression and anxiety mm-hmm. in the way I did, you talk to your nearest and dearest. You go to your doctor you try and get all the help you can yeah. okay because i'll tell you something when that messes up you ain't like a broken leg or a broken yeah. arm for a footballer it can last for life you know yeah. and you've got to talk to people and you've got to talk to people and that can help yeah. you know
1: it's very true my, my wife she's a mental health first aider so um yeah i'm I, yeah and uh, it, it's so true and that's sort of again it's like you know a little bit a little, bit, a little bit of light in it but that's that's why i started doing the lunchtime things because like the lunchtime because like in you know, a particularly people working from home if they're an office based job and they're working from home you could easily and my, my wife's exactly the same she literally won't take a, a lunch break and and that's not good for her well-being because she's literally encompassed with work because you don't have to get up and go commute in and so that's uh, sorry we do it because it's a bit of fun bit of silliness but it just breaks the breaks the day up a bit but i know i totally understand that and it and, it, and it's true because a lot of people say you know you've got to talk out but you know you've you know you've you sort of you've, you've you've lived through it so you know for you it's even more of a compelling story and a compelling reason for people to reach out if they fit and you know i say it on every episode of well, my
0: you were saying the other day, sorry, Russ, to interrupt you, but you were saying the other day on the um, on your lunchtime show that. Um, and it stuck with me a little bit in my head. You said um, it's a time to get some downtime. It's a time to relax. It's a time to just have a little chat. And I'll tell you something, Russ, that really stuck with me. And the reason mm. why that stuck with me is because a few weeks ago I was suffering from and I'll be honest now, right, I'll, I'll wear me on my sleeve, right? I was suffering from some of the worst anxiety and depression I've ever suffered from in my life a few weeks ago, right?
1: Yeah.
0: And I had to go in and pay an internet bill. And I went into the shop to pay an internet bill. when I like the guy in there. He's a nice guy, he is. And we had yeah. a chat. And he said he's suffering from you know, mental illness at the minute. And yeah. we had a little chat. And it really helped me, right? It really yeah. helped me having a chat with this right? And it helped him too. Um, and that's why I think it's so important to show you're doing at lunchtime because it's not just sort of like you know that comment you said about just connecting and taking some time out and 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 just you know grouping together can help people mm. it can help people mentally you know yeah and and i mean at any time i don't just mean at covid-19 time covid-19 mm. time is obviously extra special all right yeah. we need to yeah. really you know, come together and help each other more now but but what you're doing at that show is brilliant and i think you've got mm-hmm. to keep it up without putting pressure on yourself.
1: And um, <laughs> yeah, it's, a
0: really, it's a really important aspect, you know, because, you know, yeah. look, we've all got to get our shutters down here and say, look, hold on a minute. We do suffer from anxiety mm. and depression. Yeah. We're not brick walls. You know, yeah, we are West Ham fans and, and any other fans out there, and we can suffer, you know, and we've all yeah, got to support true. each other
1: it is true it, it is so true and it is about support and it is about talking and it is about you know having the bollocks to talk as well because you know some people don't and
0: of course and, it
1: is why there's nothing to be ashamed of no, me. my mum suffered from depression yeah. and i'm talking
0: about the worst depression you could imagine i witnessed it my dad did so yeah. what if look depression is like a broken leg it's like a yeah. broken arm it's like a yeah. bad hip okay you
1: must talk about it there is nothing to be ashamed of there is nothing to be ashamed of whatsoever yeah. you know it's so true it's so true there's nothing to be ashamed of and it's it's and it's 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 so common that you know and i think also, but also i don't think people realize when they've got it do you know what i mean it's too late do you know what i mean it's like you know because i think people you know I, I don't know for me it's like i mean that's that's part of the reason it wasn't it wasn't anything i mean it was to, to improve improve my mental well well-being and stuff was starting the whole youtube channel because it's like for me it gives me that hour of escapism you know every every night so we're you know you know hiding yeah we're moving the fourth wall it's about nine o'clock on a on a thursday night you and me sat down in front of a you know a laptop and i'm in my garage and i think i need you need that do you know what I mean? Because otherwise you're in your house and particularly during lockdown. I know I know yeah. it's not a case for afterwards, because and afterwards hopefully it means a blueprint and people start, you know, looking into mental health a bit more seriously because of the fact of COVID has exaggerated it all, because you've been in for four weeks or last time for God knows that, what how long lockdown 1.0 was um and that's why i did it and that's why like even things like even think i mean i i was on a i was on a nigel khan and, and Town lens podcast the other day and um that was one of the questions you know you do all these you know, little game shows I, I do because it's somewhat my well-being as well as yours because i like to it gives me a level of escapism and stuff exactly, and, exactly. and um and that's that's important and it's important and if people want to listen to it brilliant if they don't yeah, bugger off, go and listen to something else, you know. If you don't want to talk about you know what flavor of crisp declam rice is, yeah, that's that's your that's your prerogative. There's a million other, other channels at the end all- of the
0: day. At the end of the day, Ross, what you got to look at, right? Is your you started a West Ham channel, right? Yeah, there's a lot of people out there that started the West Ham channel, but you know, I get the sense that I get the vibe from you, and I get the vibe yeah. from the others too. Don't don't get me wrong that you're helping people in this time. And that's a very, very, that that's an amazing duty at this time. It's an amazing duty, you know, to be able to help each other at this time. And we've all got to stay together. And, um, you know, I remember Neil was on earlier um, uh, yesterday about um, his Amazon 11 and talking about this, um, you know, West Ham work group, which I found amazing. I found it was yeah. brilliant, you know? I, yeah. I, and, and it really brought together for me that feeling of togetherness with West Ham, you know? Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. saying that togetherness ain't together with anyone a football league but all i'm saying is I, I think with us it just stands out a bit. you know it stands out a bit yeah, and um you know i just think you know that that lunchtime thing you do and it's going to get bigger and it's going to be get, get bigger because you're going to get bigger your channel's going to get bigger and it's going to help people you know and 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 that's yeah. needed at this time you know but but people need to talk people need to let go people need to like you know not keep stuff in there you know when you've got that lump in there that real brick in your stomach man where it's yep. anxiety you don't want to speak to anyone open up and speak to your nearest and dearest and yep. if you don't want to do that go to the doctors and do it because mental health, i tell you something if it gets the okay. better of you, then you're gone
1: oh yeah a, yeah. You know? yeah exactly and i think it's um yeah it's one of those things where you know we, we say i say it every episode you know my, my my dm's always open i'm always happy to have a chat i love a chat so why do you know, say that
0: yeah I'm playing, right I tell you something now i heard you say that the other day russ right on yeah. on, on your lunch one thing and i'll tell yes. you something right that touched the nerve with me when you said that because okay. i thought to myself you know something that's a terrific thing for you to say a terrific thing for you to say because there might be some person out there who's a west ham supporter or supporting anyone who might have listened to mm-hmm. that who's going through a really bad time at the moment mentally with depression or anxiety and then they might dm you and you yeah. might be their savior. And I thought for you to say that, right? Yeah. That's often mate. Brilliant stuff.
1: Yeah, thank you, thank you. But it's 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 true, and I, and, you know? and I think and I, I think the reason why is because um, obviously, as I said, my wife she's a mental health first aider, and so obviously you she's she's gone through all the courses, <laughs> and she's an HR director, and so she does the same thing. She but she, with her work, and 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 obviously, you know, she's she's got the phone, and she's face and people are FaceTiming her, and you're like you know yeah you know, there's, there's going to be hundreds of thousands of people like that you know and that's just one person in the organization but yeah it's um it's yeah it's, it's just important to talk you know bob oskin's got it right didn't he with his bt advert it's good to talk and uh and it, it really really is, is. but uh it. and and on a lighter note west ham are doing all it's right
0: very <laughs> We're doing well, mate. That... We're doing well. I have You're to say, right. um, I, have to, right. yeah. I have to swallow some humble pie. <laughs> I have to swallow some humble pie regarding, um, you know, um, David Moyes coming back to the football club. Um, I was gobsmacked when he got appointed for the second time and I was very angry. And I have to say, I have to eat some humble pie because whatever he's doing at the minute, he's turning a few of them into messy with steroids, <laughs> which I find amazing, <laughs> you know. Um, and a lot of them, you know, I'm seeing it togetherness at the football club at the moment okay i'll tell you i'll tell you um i come from the 80s i'll be honest with you yeah you know right i'm an 80s yeah. boy and that's it that's it for me i'm an 80s west end boy right
1: yeah
0: now i noticed a real togetherness with the players when slaven village um was at west end for the last season at yeah. upton park but uh the the current crop at the moment under david Moyes i am amazed by their togetherness i am amazed by their togetherness okay it shocked me it really really has you know they are a group of players that look like they're a bunch of mates and that that says a lot yeah that says a lot you know that means a lot on the football pitch and they're doing absolutely amazing and um you know i have to eat you know eat humble pie and i have to take my hats off to them they're doing fantastic at the moment
1: yeah they are they are and 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 I've since said I'm it before proud. a few times. I'm proud at the moment to call myself a West Ham yeah. supporter. Yeah, Yeah. No, I know what you mean. It is, it is. It's. It's. weird, isn't it? It's weird. It's weird looking at the first page of a, of the Premier League, and we're on the first page rather than on the second page. down like 18th or 17th. It's nice for a change. But what I like about West Ham at the moment is you can see something being built. Do you know what i mean you can see building blocks being put in place and that's something which i can't remember since well like maybe even since big sam do you know what i mean when he had he had a vision of what he wanted to do we might not have agreed about what the vision was but it was a vision and we and he and he and it worked and he got us promoted and yeah it wasn't exciting football but there was a there was there was a uh, there was a plan and this seems like Moyes has got a yeah. plan. He's got the right backroom staff. He's buying the he's got players in, he's got his formation, which seems to work. And um, yeah, long may continue, but we'll see what happens when we start letting fans in again. That's the trouble with it. <laughs> if we get some pot no, there, right? I, I just think at the minute, like I said,
0: we had that game on Sheffield United on, on, um, on um Sunday, and um I was hundred yeah. percent convinced that we were gonna get three points. There was no doubt for me that we wasn't gonna get the three points, and I've never yeah. thought like that for a long time if a West Ham my team away from home um it's just nice it's just nice and yeah. listen look at the end of the day listen to it because at the end of the day being a west Ham fan you know for a fact i ain't gonna last all right <laughs> so let's just enjoy it let's just yeah. enjoy it um see where it takes us but i'll tell you something just you know going back to the um equalizer at um white art lane when lenzini yeah. scored that equalizer and how crazy the players went that epitomized it for me how yeah. together the players are you know and yeah. And it's just lovely to see, mate. It's lovely to see at the minute. And and I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you, Russ. Right. I'm not a fan of football to, to, to uh, 2020. You know, I'm not I'm not a fan yeah. of football in this day and age, all right? I come from the eighties and I come from a special, special, special era of football, which I will explain to you throughout this interview, all right, and why I come from a special era of football. All right. I don't come from the 2020s, I come from the nineteen eighties, I come from 40 years ago, and I'll tell you why it was so special. Yeah, and hopefully it will blow your yeah. mind like it blew mine. Nice. but at
1: the minute yeah it's nice you know yeah yeah no it's just nice. it's just nice being a west ham fan at the moment that's the best way to describe it it's uh yeah as you said let's enjoy it exactly let's enjoy it because we because you know we've been we've been sort of you know programmed as a west ham fan to expect the worst and even when we win we're still expecting we'll lose the next game rather than enjoy the fact we've won you know it's like like that, that Lanzini goal you know when that Lanzini goal went in everyone's like yeah brilliant fantastic literally literally in the same breath someone said we shouldn't have been 3-0 down after 15 minutes who cares who cares the fact is we came back and we beat Fulham. Yeah. What doing. exactly no. exactly
0: it's exactly, what we man. do right? right it's what we do and it's what we've always done you know, I mean? exactly. you know win draw lose win draw lose win draw lose win draw lose no consistency whatsoever ever 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 no. and that's west ham <laughs> do you know what i mean it's it's be west ham forever yeah. right okay we are what we are, and we love them for what we are
1: yeah we do we love them for what we are right okay peter right so the first question he says 25 minutes in um is what okay Let's get the story out of the way. Why are you a West Ham fan, Peter? I'm looking looking forward to this story.
0: Well, first of all, Russ, um, I must warn you, I've got a few stories to tell you about West Ham United um, that may entertain you and your viewers, I'm hoping, okay? Um, But I will tell you the first reason why I support West Ham United, okay? The reason why I support West Ham United is I come from South East London, deep South, as they call in the football factory, Millwall territory. All right. I come from Peckham. Yeah. All Millwall. All my mates were Millwall. All my schoolmates were Millwall. Everyone was Millwall. Yeah. Anyway, it comes to this Friday afternoon in school and we're all playing football, but I'm not really into football at 10 years old for some reason. I don't know why. My dad's not around much. I'm a one parent family my mum looks after me who comes from ireland my sister also looks after me called marie so i'm a one parent family all right so i ain't really into football i've not been introduced to it all the kids in the playground are talking about this cup final the next day called west ham united versus arsenal in 1980 right and i haven't got a clue about what they're talking about i haven't got an absolute clue right yeah. and i hear the whispers and all the whispers are like yeah Arsenal are easily gonna win they're easily gonna win it's gonna be a walk over here yeah? and i'm thinking what is this thing called the fa cup final right i haven't got an absolute clue so the next day i turn around to me mum and sister and say you know something do you fancy watching this thing on tv called the fa cup final and they go well go on in." so we turn the tv on now this is a bit hard for me to admit but i will admit it because i'm honest all right we turn the tv on and the FA Cup final is about an hour away from starting We're watching the build-up and I said to my mum mum who do you want to win and she went I want West Ham to win and I said to my sister who do you want to win she went West Ham I said I'm going to choose Arsenal right I want Arsenal to yeah. win this right anyway the match starts and as you know West Ham won all right so I'm not going to take you through that anyway I'm watching these celebrations and the one thing that did it for me okay um people may cook you know call me a glory hunter i'm sure they will but the one thing that did it for me was the celebrations and the west Ham players were throwing around a claret and blue teddy bear and may i um at this moment show you a photograph of that go for it go on How's
1: it goes. That
0: right? yeah that's the teddy bear they were throwing around. i looked at them throwing a teddy bear around and it made me laugh and I said to my mum, do you know something? That's my team for the rest of my life, West Ham United. And that's how it all started. And that was it. It was as simple as that, throwing a teddy bear Definitely. around, you know, made, made, making me laugh. Um, I'll be honest with you. I was, a very, I was a very lost kid. I had OCD. I didn't know it at the time. I was a very lost yeah. kid. I didn't have nothing in my life. I had my watch cars and that. Um, this is emotional for me. It's really emotional for me. This is because um, my life changed that day i'll be honest with you my life changed that day you know um yeah i had, i had nothing in my life before that i'd my mum and my sister and all that and my dad occasionally sure. but mm. now i had a thing called West Ham united and it mm. was powerful you know and um and that was it i just i just in my head i stood i just remember thinking who are this club where do they play who are the players what are their history who's their manager and I had to find out everything about them. I had to find out everything yeah. about the club that had just attracted me, you know, just had gone into my brain like a drug, right? Mm. And and it, it, they saved me. They saved me because if it wasn't sure. for West Ham United, I'm telling you now, there's no chance I would not be here today. I would not be right. here today. I was a lost kid that was going the wrong way. And all of a sudden, this club came into my life, and my focus went 100% towards this football club. Because mm. of my OCD, because of my passion, I'm a very passionate person. If I love something, I'll go into it 100%. And believe yeah. me, I went into the yeah, it was 100%. And, um, you know, it, it was from there on in, it was like having an arm around your shoulder, a claret and blue arm around your shoulder, saying, We're West Ham. You don't know us yet, but we're going to take yeah. care of you. Do you know that? And we're going to yeah. build you as a man. And bloody hell they did. It was just unbelievable. And um the really sad thing for me at the time was there was a lot of hooliganism at the gate, you know, in, in the game. And my mum, um, yep. you know, she was a very, very soft-hearted Irish woman who loved her son being me very much. And um yeah. she didn't want me to go anywhere near West Ham because of the hooliganism. She said, If you want to go to football, you can only go Crystal Palace, you know? And I thought, yeah. Palace, i having a laughing, yeah, yeah. We'll to go to Palace. So I had to go to Palace, right? And it took two years, right? I'll tell you what, I said, uh, 27th of March, 1982. I'll give you the date. Hold on. 27th of March, 1982. I've still got the program up there, right? Yeah. West Ham versus Nottingham Forest, Upton Park, 1982, right? She finally gave me permission to go with me mate, right? We went down there to Upton Park, me and my mate Steve, all right? And I'll, I'll never forget it till the day I die, right? Walking along the old South Bank, the turnstiles had not opened. There were West ham skinheads sitting on the floor. All right, and me and my friend were terrified. Right, course, we went yeah. to buy a burger. We went to buy a burger on the corner of Castle Street and Green Street. Right, and we said to this very kind lady who served us the burger, we turned around and said to her, "Can you tell us the safest place in the Grant to be? Because we've never been to West End before, and this is our first visit." She went hold on a minute and her husband was there right and her husband turned around and said to us i'll work in the chicken run uh, ch- chicken run as a turnstile operator come to my st- turnstile at a certain time he told us the turnstile number and i'll sort you out and we went there and he let us in for free and we got in the chicken run and we seen the match we lost 1-0 all right fair enough we lost 1-0 but <laughs> What an introduction to West Ham. Talk about wow. looking after your own. Talk about looking mm-hmm. after people. Talk about solidarity, you know. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't pay a penny to get in that day, you know. Didn't pay a penny. And it was like, we'll look after you. Come into our side of the ground. I'm a tourist. I operate. Yeah, he shouldn't have done it. Fair enough. And he let us in and he looked after us and his wife did. And we got in the grand. And that was the start of the most amazing, amazing thing of my life. I'm telling you now. Mm-hmm. And I... Pff, I'll go on to it in other ways in a minute, but that was special. That was special. Wow. Walking onto the kicking run for the first time in your life and for two years dreaming about it mm. and finally seeing that green pitch. Not only seeing that green pitch, but watching the West Ham players warm up. I am 20 feet away from Trevor Brooking. My knees yeah. are shaking. There is Billy Bonds with his long hair. I cannot believe I'm here. Do you know what I mean? This yeah. is special. This is this is like all I've ever wanted in my life, and that was it. It was a drug yeah. that has always stayed with me. You know, it was just yeah. phenomenal. It was phenomenal. It, I just can't explain it to you. The, nah. the smells, the sounds, yeah. the yeah. songs, yeah. West Ham, Rockton Park was always about singing the away position. Mm-hmm. The whale position could never come to us and outsing us. Are you joking? No yeah. chance. It would start at half past two, two o'clock. We would outsing you and you would go home with your tail between your legs. <laughs> we were West Ham and you weren't going to beat us.
1: Yeah. And it is. It's like it's such a uh sensory thing, isn't it? It is the smells, isn't it? That's the thing I can't. If I. It's like the other day, I walked past uh one of those cheap burger places and I just got a whiff and it it took me straight back to green street and kept outside oh, Ken's Cafe. Honestly, oh, it's, it's, it's that like whatever meat they were cooking, but it was like, Oh my God, it's really weird. Isn't it? Just how, and, and the smell of cut grass that always gets me as well. Um, even more seriously. So, the, the, the smells, right? The
0: smells can really, really bring back something, yeah. Right. My mum died six years ago, and my wife happened to buy a perfume the other day that my mum used to have, and I didn't know, you know, that she bought. And wow, that's my mum. You know what I mean? And it's Mm -hmm. like West Ham, the burgers, the, the you know, it was everything about it. It was the atmosphere. It was just something so special.
1: Yeah, it
0: was so special. It it got into your heart. It it got into your heart. You know and. And I mean this with the utmost of respect. I really, really do mean this with the utmost of respect to the younger fans, but you're never going to know that. You're no, never going to know no. what we experienced. No. You're never going to know the fact that we could walk up to any player and have a chat with them, not just get their autograph, have mm. a chat, with them, you know, mm. we could speak to them about anything we wanted to. It was a yeah. family. It was, man, it was so special. Seriously, in a minute, in a minute, you know I don't want to bore you but I'm gonna give you a quick spin around my West Ham room here. And my West Ham yep, room exactly. is just covered in all of the memorabilia that of that are my memories. And I call it I call it my comfort blanket. I call it my yep. comfort.
1: Blanket. I get yeah. that yeah yeah yeah.
0: Um because it goes that. back to you know it it takes me back to happy times when I was a kid, you know? Yeah 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 it was great times for us I tell you now mate Yeah.
1: Fine. and and it, and it's right it's sort of but it's 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 the it's and that's something that that's come through quite a lot when i interview people i think we've done over like 230 or something like that. and it's the and, and obviously we talk about memories we talk about experiences individual experiences with players meetings, meeting players talking to players things like that and you and and that i think it's indicative of modern football that you don't get that association with players that you did Back in the eighties, even the nineties, you know what I mean. You
0: know, like impossible. You can't get. You can't look at. In my day, right. In my day, Trevor Brooking knew me at one point. He knew me, right. I mean, there was one point in nineteen eighty. I think it was eighty-two. He had a hamstring injury and he was playing for the reserves. So I used to go to West Ham reserves on a Saturday at Upton Park, and then West Ham own matches on next Saturday. So obviously he was playing in the reserves. So I used to meet him every Saturday, and he knew me. He Mm. he, he used to sign birthday cards for my mum. You know? and, <laughs> yeah. And, and and like, you know, they knew you.
1: And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You
0: know, it's like I don't want to spoil it for the younger generation now, but you're never gonna know what you didn't have. I mean, we we yeah. had some special times, mate. We yeah. we could meet any player when we wanted, and I know it's the same probably for all football clubs throughout the football league, but don't tell me, don't tell me for a moment that I I've lived the game due to you know, West Ham for me is not just a club, West Ham for me is personal. It's very yeah, personal, which yeah, yeah. I'll go on to in a moment. But, you know, you know, we we lived it in the right time. We lived it in the right time when the, mm. when, 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 when the players were just, you know, they were ours. We, we were family. We were all one. There was not one tier and another tier. This is the players and this is the fans. No, no, no. We were all like this. We were all mm. like this. And we were all in it together, which I'll tell you mm. what. When you go back to the eighties atmosphere at Upton Park, and I'm sure it was the seventies and the sixties and the fifties and the forties, etc., sure. the same. That because we knew we were all one, we were all family. We knew the players, so when they okay. came out on the pitch, it was like family. That's where the yep. ferocity came from. That's where the ferocity of the fans and the passion came from. Do you know what I mean? You True. know, and that's yeah. what it was, and that's why it was so crazy. You know? Yeah. I
1: know must, you give me two I mean,
0: seconds, mate. Can you give me two seconds, must. So can you
1: give me two okay, seconds man. of
0: course
1: i can sorry mate let me sort the of dog out, dog don't, out. Worry, don't worry don't right. don't right. don't worry don't worry while, while pete sorts his dog out um, <laughs> uh, make sure you keep an eye out some, those are charity stuff soon keep an eye out for them um for the new and um, recalled a toy appeal so there should be some stuff coming out in the next week or so so make sure you keep an eye at that Across all social media, across all YouTubers they, and content creators, um, there'll be some stuff coming out about how you guys can um, donate money to the Newham Recorder Toy Appeal, and we can start getting some toys for the little kids uh, of Newham, guys who are not going to get anything. And uh, you know me, big Christmas fan, so anything that uh, is Christmas related and helps people out, it's, it's a double whammy for me. So uh, we've got some really cool um Game show episodes that are going to be coming out because of that as well, part of a stream, I think. Um, and we've got one which is really good, one which is really good, so uh, so keep an eye out for that because that's going to be really fun. Um, we might even talk about that oh, in the a minute, so yeah. Oh, don't be silly, I've just been promoting our uh, our, our new charity thing we've got coming out, so it's all right. Um, no problem, if that can
0: help you, that's great, mate.
1: Yeah, that's that, but and 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 I know what you mean, um, about being togetherness because obviously I've been extremely, extremely fortunate to interview a lot of ex players on this channel. Um, and without you know, without singling, well, mate, I, I might your single some, yeah, but they're all like your mate. Do you know what I mean? Even that they've all they're all so so warm and friendly, um, and even I mean, you know, a classic example. We, I was just talking about the, the charity stuff, and actually, we've got. Um, I think it's going to be next, maybe the week off. I think it's the twelfth. I think we're doing something. I don't know exactly, but um, I did one of my game shows, and I've got on the game show. I think it's the first time ever we've ever there's been this. So I do my city game shows, but we're doing Wheel of Fortune, and it's got uh, Trevor Sinclair, Jimmy Walker, Steve Jones, and Kevin Keane as as the contestants. And it was brilliant and it was so funny. And they were all and then literally the next day I got three texts from other players, ex players, and say, oh, can, can I do one now? So we're gonna try and do a couple for the for the stream, but uh they just give their time and they still give their time and um it's it's lovely, but uh it's um yeah, it's 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 a it's like always always a family
0: people now. Like I would say people now when I used to um when you get an autograph from Late Youth player, you get an autograph yeah. from Late Youth player and they say thank you. It's unbelievable. They sign yeah. what you want them to sign. They say thank you when you get an autograph from a player. There, they sign it with just disgust. You know, it's like, oh my god, yeah. get away from you, street. Hurt. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, you know. But Goodness. I've got a few stories I want to tell you. So I want to get through them in. if I can because I, I don't want to keep in, you Nice,
1: no, right? Settle, settle
0: in. in. I don't right. want to keep you all night. Yeah, because I know you. I know you got kids and all that. So I don't want to keep you. All right. So what I'm, I'm going to start with. That's hurry. all right with you? Is Leicester go City on. away? All right. Go anyway. Right. Leicester City away early 1990s. We go there we're in division 2 at the time. We got relegated and anyway we're in division 2. Um we're at Filbert Street. Me and my mate Darren Sherwood who I love to bits. So I know he's going to be watching this Darren Sherwood. Um he's a lovely lovely man goes West Ham home and away. Um really really good friend of mine and I love him. Anyway, we're at the grand Filbert Street. The West Ham coach turns up. They get off with a kit eddie gillam comes out with a kit for some reason he's got no one to help him right so he looks at me and my mate darren and says can you help us take this into the ground and we was like what are you having a laugh can we help you we'd pay you money to help you right so we're wiggling this kit into the ground right it was unbelievable right it was just like are you having a laugh we're getting to go into the same dressing room west Ham we're going to be in and anyway we did it and it was fantastic etc um you know it was just a brilliant brilliant day to, to to just do that you know and and that was the way football was back then can you imagine yeah. that happening now with all the security you know that's yeah. the day i come from and you know that was only the early 90s um another one i said like you know i um i used to be a, a a football photographer i blagged it um and um i blagged it completely i was a sales rep at the time i was selling industrial cable which i hated with a passion I always wanted to be a footballer. Um, never got the chance to. I had trials at Talker United. Um, I got to play uh Hamlet. Um and I never got to be a footballer, obviously. And um I was 29 years old, and my wife said to me, What do you want for your 30th birthday? And I said, Do you know something? I'd like a camera. I've never had a decent camera before, just a normal camera, because I used to have them throwaway cameras.
1: Yeah. And she
0: got me this camera, and I got into photography. I got into photography, and three months later. I was photographing football matches. I just blagged it, absolutely blagged it. And within four years, I was at Champions League level, right? So i had gone from nothing to Champions League level. And you've got to go through the football leagues. You've got to go non-league, football league, Premier League, Champions League, right? And I've done the whole lot in four years, right? It was like promotion, promotion, promotion. And um, it was just absolutely amazing. And um, I remember one night, West Ham were playing at the Masters football. It used to be on Sky
1: 15 yeah. years ago.
0: 14 years ago, McAvenny, yeah. Cotty, my heroes, and I got pass to go there, and my knees were shaking, right? My knees were shaking because I don't take things for granted, right? McAvenny and Cotty, and I'm going to get the chance to photograph them. And because it was a tight little environment, the Masters, I think it was a London arena, I was in the dugout with the players, right? So anyway, the West End players were warming up. Right out on the pitch, and I thought, you know, something I'm just going to walk out onto the pitch and take pen pics of each pick West Ham player, right? And I did it, right? And I walked back to the dugout thinking, so proud of myself, how brilliant was I just there, right? Looked in the camera, there's no film in the camera, is there? I forgot (laughs) to film because I was so excited, right? So I had to go back and do it all again. And again, what are you doing? You just done it. I go, oh, no, that was a technical problem with a, you know, with a camera. And I blagged it again. And um, it was just brilliant memories, you know, brilliant memories. Um, I remember in the nineties, going to a West Ham home match, right? And I lived in South London, so I used to get the train from Forest Hill to New Cross Gate, then the East London line from White, uh, New Cross Gate to Whitechapel, and the East uh, Up District line from to Upton Park anyway i got on the train at forest gate sorry forest hill right and these five beefy and i'm talking beefy blokes surround me on the train right they all sit around me right so anyway turns out they're millwall right they're all about 45 50 with noses about there right i'm only 18 at the time right and at the time West Ham had a right crappy tracksuit. We had the worst tracksuit at. It was disgusting, right? So I refused to buy it. So what I did was I bought the Aston Villa tracksuit, which was made by Hummel, right? Yeah. And Aston Villa used to produce a tracksuit, but without the badge. So they used to give you the badge, but you could sew the badge on. So I obviously didn't sew, sew the badge on. For me, it was just like it was Claret and Blue, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway, they all sat around me. They all sat around me, and they said, like, you're West Ham, aren't you? And I went, no, 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 I'm not West Ham, I'm Villa, I'm Villa. They went, no, no, you're definitely West Ham. What are you doing in London with a tracksuit on like that, with Claret and Blue and all that? I went, I promise you, I'm definitely, definitely Villa, right? And at, back then, I knew all the players, every single player, because I memorised it, yeah. I was football crazy. And I went, I'm yeah. definitely Villa, I'm definitely Villa. And they went, you ain't, you ain't Villa at all. And I think that day, Millwall were playing Leicester away, and we was at home. And these blokes looked at me, and they went, Do you know something? We're going to kidnap you and we're going to take you to Leicester away in that tracksuit in the Millwall away end, right? Yeah, that's what we're going to do with you, right? You ain't going nowhere, right? And I was like, Jesus Christ, oh, my God, do you know what I mean? And in the end, they let me off. They let me go at New Cross Gate just laughing. They were just having a laugh at me, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and that's why I know it's going to sound strange to a lot of West Ham fans, but I've got a lot of respect for Millwall fans, you know? I come from the area. My mates were yeah. Millwall fans. I was the only West Ham fan. And I remember a day back in the '90s when I was at New Cross Great train station, and I messed up my timings big time. I had the West Ham home shirt on, right? The West Ham home shirt on, and a train came into New Cross Gate with about 500 mil wall one, right? And I was the only West Ham fan standing on that platform, and 500 Millwall fans got off, and I thought I was dead, right? Dead, yeah? And all of them got off. And not one of them lay a, lay a hand on me. All they said was, what are you doing here, your West Ham mug? And I got a few other verbals and all that. Yeah. But no one lay a hand on me. Yeah. These three teeth here are all false because of Newcastle United away. Because me and my mate got done by untold Newcastle. That's the difference between Northerners and Southerners. Do you know what I mean? It's like the <laughs> yeah. Mill, Millwall, Millwall won't do you if there's one of you. Millwall will do you if there's 30 of you. And same with West Ham. Like back in the day I'm talking about, yeah? but like. Up north, they'll do you if there's one of you, you know. And it was like that was pure respect from the wall. you know what I mean? It was like, oh my god, I thought I was going to die that day. I really, honestly did. <laughs> crazy day, crazy day. But I was lucky. I'm still here to tell the tale. Yeah, you know, still here.
1: Exactly. But exactly. there's lots no, of I...
0: stories. I mean, it. <clears throat> you know, it, was a, it 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 was simply an amazing journey with West Ham. It really was. um No matter what happened, um, Russ it was very very special it saved my life this isn't just a football mm. club for me but it's a medicine um yeah. it's a prescription I, I need west ham in my life and it saved my life you know whatever happened i had to beg steal or borrow to go to west ham and i'll tell you what it was russ um if i couldn't get to a west ham match i'll be honest with you it was like two time in my girlfriend it was like sure. i was being dishonest i had to be there yeah and i'll give you an yeah, example did, yeah. we, we played um bradford away um uh one day in the early 90s when we got relegated and um we played bradford city away and i could not for the life of me get the money together to get to this game bradford city away at valley parade and um all of a sudden at midday i finally got the money to together to get to the grand and i got to the train station and i thought to myself Do you know something i'm going to get to bradford and i'm only going to get there for half time you know i ain't." That's all i'm going to get there for is half time and i thought but you've got to go for it Pete, because that's your club and at least you've been there for 45 minutes and i got up to bradford i got a taxi to Valley parade i got in for the second half and jimmy quinn scored a 90th minute winner for bradford city and we lost 2-1 I, after 45 minutes of being in bradford i got back on the train back to London, and that was it Do you know what i mean that was a long yeah. back then you know that was yeah. how powerful that was back then 1989 liverpool away, we lost five one and got relegated um you know the 88 89 season and uh, i you know i was everywhere that game if 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 west ham played the moon away on a tuesday night i'd be on the moon on the tuesday night Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. um you know liverpool away night, we had to win we didn't we lost 5-1 leroy senior scored for us and um i'll I'll tell you the story quickly um i was at euston station getting the the football special the west ham special up up to lime street um i didn't have a ticket for the west ham end I missed out that, that much from getting a ticket from a tap at Euston Train yeah. Station and somebody else got it before me. I stood up all the way on the train to Lime Street. There was n- no seating because it was full up with West Ham fans. I stood up all the way, got to Lime Street, got to Liverpool. Didn't get in the grand. Listened to the game outside Stanley Park on a transistor radio. We got relegated five-one in the Division Two at the time. Went back to Lime Street. Couldn't get his bloody seat again, stood up all the way on the train back to um, you know, uh back to London. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I remember getting back to London and I'll never forget it. I remember getting to Victoria. It was like early hours of the morning. I was all on my own trying to get back to South London. And I knew it was the end of an era. We'd been relegated and it was finished, you know. And a few days later, the worst thing happened to our football club that ever happened is when our football club changed forever, and that was when John Lowe was sacked. And that was when yeah. our football club changed forever, you know? Yeah. So um but yeah, it was it was great days when I lived it. There was no racism towards me. As you can see from my name, it's Singh, S-I-N-G-H. It comes from an Indian origin. My mum my yeah. is Irish, my dad's South American. Um, the, the Indian thing comes from generations ago. Um, my relations were racist towards me. Everybody was racist towards me. I suffered racism all my life. I still suffer racism there. But I'll tell you something, Russ, as we sit here now, I support that club. For 40 years, West Ham United Football Club, mm. up to black, Claret and Blue. Never once have I received racism from West Ham United Football Club and their beautiful, wow. beautiful fans. Never, never once. My mm. own auntie and uncles were racist towards me. West Ham United Football Club, their fans put their arms around my back and looked after me from a young age, mate. That is a powerful football club, West Ham United Football Club. Powerful
1: you know fantastic yeah it's it's great when you when when you hear things like that because yeah it's it's that sort of that time of the the 80s where that you know everyone assumed it was rife but you know as you said you never really had any anything at all which is just amazing and and i think and it's it's just and 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 it's it's lovely it's lovely to hear your stories peter because there's, there's you know there's there's real passion obviously and for me you know the lengths you go yeah some people went to to go to the football you know and I, I think i i think i take it a bit too blasé about it and actually for some people it's it's their it's their life and 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 that's what's important about this this channel because you know for different people west ham means different things and for you it's such a personal connection and i think that's why i make what makes it such a powerful chat because it is so so much of a connection and you know whatever else whatever's going on in the world the fact is as long as as long as, as long as claret and blue as long as as long as the boys are still there um in whatever disguise whether whether, whether you know a uh, shirt they wear whatever badge they've got on um that's that's still what's important to so many people let me give you Europe. an example
0: Let me give you a quick example of what I'm talking about when it comes to the 1980s and loyalty, right? And I'm going to give you a statistic now that's going to probably blow your mind, right? And I'll give you a statistic now here, right? My first game was against Nottingham Forest, 1982 at Upton Park, okay? It was um, 1982, right?
1: Yeah.
0: There was obviously 11 players that started that game for West Ham United, right? That was the first time I ever, ever got the chance to to watch West Ham live, Mm. right? We lost one nil against Nottingham Forest, and those eleven players that started for West Ham day, right? Collectively, collectively, believe it or not, they played four thousand three hundred thirteen wow. times for West Ham. Those mm-hmm. are players, right? Our latest game against Sheffield United on Sunday, where we won one nil, okay, with a Helle goal. The eleven players that started have collected games for West Ham. And mm. that shows you the level of law talking about where I come from. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah totally. And it, but also it shows you what's indicative of, of modern football now, isn't it? It's like it's 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 yeah. like with in you know for you know if you get two years, three years out of a player now, they're they're put into a you know a a great bracket. Do you know what I mean? You've done well for three years to get a, a player for three years. And then back in the day, if they hadn't played more than you know, I mean, you know, we've interviewed like Tony Gale, and every year Tony Gale was at West Ham Bar one year it was a testimonial year, and it's, um, it's yeah. true, yeah. yeah, it's true, and that's why, you, but that's why you've got a better, that's why you've got a strong connection, yeah, that's what created the loyalty back then. That's yeah. what that's yeah, where yeah.
0: the immense loyalty came from. Was you know yeah. what I mean? It was just. You know, it wasn't a question of like, right, the season's ended and who's going to play for us next year. It was like the season's ended and we yeah. know you're going to play for us next year, so we're all going to be together as a family, and that's the end of it. Do you know what I mean? It was like, yeah. you know, they were they were they were seriously unbelievable days. And like I said to you earlier, it's just going to be sad that the other supporters now that you have a younger generation are never going to witness that level of loyalty, and they're always going to sort yeah. like no football True. it is today. You know, yeah, and, and you know that's that's you know, the way it is, but um. I just wanted to quickly tell you about another quick story. of a, 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 a funny story that happened back in the eighties. Um me and my um, you know, one of my first girlfriends long, long, long time ago, many years ago, and her and her brother went to a West Ham home match at Upton Park. I forget who it was against, and we was getting autographs after the match outside the old West Ham. This was before the West Ham got redeveloped. So it was the old West Ham. Anyway, we were staying there pretty late to try and get all the autographs, and all, you know. The other support was filtered away, and we happened to sneak inside the players' lounge, right? Yeah. Because the security wasn't there them days. Anyway, um, I remember saying to my girlfriend, look, if anyone asks us, we're West Ham players' children's, or we are their children, all right? So, you know, no problem whatsoever. We're in the players' lounge now, we're their children. Um, and it was just I was thinking about it the other day and it was just like the ears on the back and we next stood up it was like how did we do it and we were just going through door after door after door and after a while we find we found ourselves on the west stand up tier, right
1: yeah by
0: the time we found ourselves on the west stand up the tier, the ground had been closed completely everybody had gone home everybody had gone home. the ground was empty we were the only people in the ground right locked in the ground right there were those Meat pies in the West End, we had a few of them to fill us up, yeah and we thought how are we going to get grand and we got down to the west end the lower the lower part of the stand, the lower um concourse, and we climbed over the um over the fencing, but not before i 'll admit I hope West ham don 't nick me now, but I did nick a West Ham corner flag that day, right, so i've <laughs> nicked the West End corner flag and and you know like i said it was just amazing days you know traveling home on the tube of a west ham corner flag after getting locked in the ground you know it was just very very special days and they were very very special people at the club from top to bottom and i was blessed and honored to be part of west ham united club and it will all stay with me forever and i always say to people that know me um you know i am a product of my mum and dad but I'm a heavy product of West Ham United football club because they had a massive influence on my life and sure. you know um, I had this I, I'm not going to be afraid to say it I never had a dad when I was growing up he wasn't a bat sure so I had imaginary dads, and my imaginary dads were three imaginary dads one was John Lyle the other one was Trevor Brookin and the other one was Billy Bonds and in yeah. my head I worked out they were my dads and I thought right they're all three of them are my dad's and I've got to take the best out of all three of them to make me the best human being I can be in the future. And, and they were my future dads and they were just like, you know, the best, um, influences that anybody, could, anybody could have in their life, you know?
1: Sure. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense, man. Um, so let, let's talk about your Hammers 11.
0: <laughs> let's go, mate. How far <laughs> you, anyway, I'm sorry for keeping you up tonight
1: oh don't be silly it's friday tomorrow god the the daughter's i love pete i love it and people love love to hear from that i think that's why we that's why the channel doesn't you know, well, No, I, I don't think, want to you know no because it's not because it's memories it's memories man and i think with memories
0: my our memories, my memories are so special to me russ they all i've got now because exactly. when you suffer from anxiety and depression i can go back to me you know
1: exactly and I this is back, a way exactly and this is a way of recording them man this is a way of of of, of, of sharing them you know in, in a in a it's, it's a new way of sharing a it, putting it into doing it as a youtube video but anyway hammers 11 so let's so help i on, think bro. i
0: think um, you know what you do okay.
1: good i'm glad i'm glad you it. enjoy it i enjoy it man anyway the only rule with the hammers 11 is you have to be alive to have seen them play that's the only rule you can be whoever you want whatever criteria you want ross uh, before we start hammers 11 can i
0: go for it right wait there watch this right
1: okay <laughs> oh, i love this this I, is fun
0: i believe russ is not gonna All believe right. this right russ well, if i showed into. you this if i showed you this what would you think it is
1: uh, it's a brick of some kind right now
0: russ have you seen the marks and spencer's adverts
1: Uh, Which one? Yeah, yeah, I've seen I've
0: seen Mark. Yeah, I've seen marks Ross calm down calm down. Let me explain something to you. This is a brick. All right This is a brick right? Yeah, but it ain't any old brick. It ain't any old brick Right. (laughs) I'll tell you what you're looking at here, right? this brick i am a historian i love history i love london i love east london history i love london history Mm. a while back many well a few years ago just before they knocked the Grand down completely upton park because that to me was a criminal offense to knock upton park down all right because it's my cathedral right it's my i didn't want to go from there it's my Yeah, yeah, yeah okay i visited upton park before they knocked it down all right and i walked down green street and on my left hand side, before I got to the Grand, just before I got to go on the outskirts of the Grand, there was some archaeologists, right? And what they were doing was they was unearthing the actual um, footings of Anne Boleyn House, all right? The original Green Street House, Anne Boleyn House, wow. right? Now, me being a London fanatic and a historian, etc., I was going to go back there that night, climb over the fence, and still a brick, all right, because I wanted a Tudor brick from the original house from the fifteen hundreds that was in, the, in in Green Street, all right. Yeah, I got talking to an archaeologist, and I said, "Look, I'm a massive West End fan. Can you please, please, just give me one of those bricks? Because they were doing an archeology archaeological, you know, sort of like you know, dig to find out yeah. where the actual foundations of Anne Boleyn House was on Green Street, all right, Just sure. before they." built the new flats on um, the new, you know, Upton Park where he knocks it down. Yeah. Yeah. And he gave me this brick. He gave me this brick. Now, you've got to remember, Russ, this brick in my hand, right, yeah, has been at Upton Park since the 1500s, right? Wow. It has seen every single game that West Ham played there. And it yeah. now stands in my hand. Now, it may not, Be the same thing for your viewers as it is for me. But when I got this brick from that archaeologist, when he kindly gave it to me, I rang my wife, right, and she thought I'd won the lottery. She went, Peter, what on earth is going on, man? Why are you so happy? Yeah, I said you ain't going to believe it. I met a guy on Green Street, and he gave me a brick, right? She said, a brick. (laughs) I said, yeah, but it's not any normal brick. This is from Tudor times, from Upton Park. Do you know what I mean? And there it is before you. That's that is an Upton Park Tudor brick from Anne Boleyn House. So wow. I apologise for
1: prolonging it. No, the I love it. I had no, to love it. no it's it's brilliant, it's phenomenal. That's phenomenal, man. Right, it's okay, let's, let's That's, let's that's go. brilliant. Let's go, let's go. Right, who's who's going to be in goal? Start, start. Phil Park. <laughs> who's going to be in goal? Phil Parks. <laughs> Phil, Parks. God, We're God gonna Phil Park. We're going to get through pretty quickly, so no problem
0: whatsoever. It's got to be Phil Parks. No problem whatsoever. um Absolute legend. um Beautiful person. Beautiful human yeah. being. Absolute wonderful goalkeeper, should have played for England more. Um, he was just brilliant, he was just a, you know a lovely person, a, an absolute gent to meet, which I met on numerous occasions. Mm. Um,
1: fantastic, fantastic player, yeah. He's, um, I, I, I yeah, he's just lovely, you know. <laughs> he's just a lovely, lovely bloke, bloke. I mean,
0: I mean, family, lovely as well. plus. You see phil Parks today looks exactly the same as he did 40 years ago it's unbelievable yeah. do you know what i mean it's yeah. like yeah, he a bit you know but, but, no, but what's yeah. a lovely human being? um a yeah. very humble man a very very humble man and i've got yeah, a lot I of respect see. for uh famous people who stay humble you know if you if you become yeah. famous you must stay humble that's the key you know
1: yeah
0: you know that's don't true. get billy big bollocks stay humble no. and remember where you come from do you know what i mean mm-hmm.
1: very true right
0: okay Pops, so
1: all right, you go through the team as you want to peter go on i'll, I'll give you carte blanche you go through it as you want to man okay
0: on the left side i have frank lampard senior okay Okey-dokey. i must have Frank lampard senior. um he he was a, a tremendous servant for the club um you know the amount of times he played for the club etc i was thinking about julian dix but the only thing that scarred me from putting julian dix in the side is that billy bonds is my god he is my god he is someone i pray to every night and i know it may not sit well with many hammers fans but i personally believe julian dix disrespected billy bonds when he played for that team because he argued with him a lot and um that don't sit well with me you don't argue with a god if a god tells you to do something you do it you know so i'm gonna leave it at that people know what i'm talking about and Julian Dix was a brilliant servant for West Ham United. He was a brilliant servant. But don't argue with the God, you know. He was a legend, Billy Bonds. So, Frank Lampard Sr is going in the left side. On the right side, we got Ray Stewart, obviously. Um, the best penalty taker I've ever seen. Uh, one of the nicest players you could ever meet. Um, he was just an up, absolutely unbelievable player. I can sit in there and I can explain to you him taking the penalty. He'll put the ball on the spot. He will then pull his two socks up to make sure they're tight up on him, just underneath his knees. He will then tap the ground twice. He will walk back, but the walk must be from his toes to his heel. It's that kind of a walk. Then when he gets back, about 12 yards, with his right foot, he's gonna stump the ground twice like a donkey or a bull. And then he's gonna run towards that goal and he's putting the ball in the back of the net, end of, you know? That man was a legend he was a beautiful beautiful human being um john Lyle treated him like a father um yeah. he, he lived with john Lyle for quite a while um you know when you first come down from scotland and uh, ray stewart is my right back without that
1: yeah right. in
0: the center i've got alvin martin um absolute legend alvin martin um Alvin Martin was a quality player. It wasn't just like, you know, I also remember that photograph of Alvin Martin playing at Highbury with the um white Avco Trust away shirt yeah. on with all the blood down his shirt, you know. And um, he was a battler, but he could play. He could play. And the thing about Alvin was he was an adapted cockney, adopted Cockney. You know, we loved him. Yeah, yeah. And the thing about Alvin was you know, Alvin Martin understood us. He understood the passion, you know. Yeah. There's a quote, and I should have written it, down for tonight's interview, but a quote he said, which really hit my heart. I've got 20 volumes of scrapbooks down there about Upton Park that I've that I've, that I've made up since we left the bowling ground for my own sure. memories. There's 20 books with over 10,000 photographs in it, and one of his is in there, and it's about you know West Ham supporters and their passion and that. But Alvin Martin is is a legend. He's an adopted Cockney, a beautiful footballer, and a beautiful human being. Next to him goes Tony Gell, an absolutely Rolls Royce of a central defender. Tony Gell was one of those players where, when he got the ball, when I used to go to West Ham home and away, you knew he was not going to lose it. He was going to pass to a West Ham player. Absolute mm-hmm. legend. Going back to the famous semi final against Nottingham Forest at Villa Park, where we lost four and down to Keith Ackett keith hackett has virtually (laughs) since apologized to tony gill because because he felt he was made a scapegoat because of the FA because of the ruling okay so let's get that right anyway that day for me russ was such a powerful day Mm. west ham united nil nottingham forest four i've got that video in my collection i bought that video west ham united nil nottingham forest four on a vhs tape the reason why i bought it was because of us our fans that were there that day including me that gave the most unbelievable unbelievable support of a football team i've ever seen in my life billy bond's claret blue army and it never stopped it never stopped i remember being in, in in our end and shouting at the fans carry on carry on like everyone else was those were the days mate you know and I don't look at that match because of the score. I look at that match because of that tune. Billy Bonds, yeah. "Can't blue arm, 4-0 down. And looking back on that, there was only one bloke at the end of that match, you know that. When they'd done the old, like, you know, oh, looking back on the goals and all that, Bob Wilson, there was only one bloke that had the decency to say, hold on a minute, did you see those West Ham fans and how great they were? And that was Neil Warnock. And I've always yeah. had to respect Neil Warnock since then he sat there and he said do you know something he said did you just hear those west Ham fans there He said they were four nil and they didn't shut up but he bonds about you know clara blue army yeah those special special days you know
1: yeah.
0: so tony gale goes in there with a shadow yep. of a doubt. um i must try and show you i don't know if i can but i'm going to quickly show you a glimpse Go on, tony gales it. tony gales free kick against liverpool uh <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah we he beat told me four. about that a few times yeah i bet he did um i was there that night when we beat them four one liverpool yeah. And uh, on the way out from Upton Park, I must admit, I must admit, I did swipe the advertisement for the game. And there it is there. I'm going to try and get it for you on camera. If you look there, can you see West Ham v Liverpool? Yeah, that's yeah. The yeah. Oh, from wow. Liverpool. That's
1: amazing, that is.
0: That's the original poster from that night, that is. God, there, there you cool. go. So that's Tony Gell. On the right-hand side, I've got Mark Ward. Mark yes. Ward, again, an absolute legend, all right, an absolute legend. He came from um, Oldham. We, we, we were told he was a, a, a baker at one point before he um, played for Oldham. And um, he was a wonderful player. He had a heart of a lion. And he would take on absolutely anybody. You know, he would eat Stuart Pierce. He would look at Stuart Pierce yeah. and eat him. All right. And he was half Stuart Pierce's size. But Mark Ward had this heart. You know, he had this heart. He would eat Stuart Pierce, you know. And a brilliant player. He was playing in one of the matches. um, I don't know if you're, you know, maybe too young. But when we got relegated in 1988-89, we went on a terrific run. Just before we got beat by Liverpool 5-1 away, which I was talking to you about a while back. We went to Newcastle a few weeks before that on a night game. Sure. And we had to win. And um, I took half day off work. And I I got the coach from Victoria to Newcastle um went to the match met john Lowe before the match as the coach pulled up spoke to john lyle i said john we're going to do this you know we're going to do this don't you you know we're going to win this match and he went we're going to do all we can so i know we can we won the match all right this is at saint james's park um afterwards i don't know what it was at the time i must have had no brains or whatever by this west Ham scarf on saint james's park newcastle away in the 80s yeah not expecting a kick in. oh god must have been with me that night after the match I ran around to where the players were coming out, met all the players, congratulated them. They got on the coach. John Lyle got on the coach, and obviously Mark Ward did. And you know something, one of the proudest moments for me as a West Ham United football fan is I was only a West Ham supporter there that night, waiting for them yeah. to get on the coach at St. James's Park uh, night game. Yeah. And they got on the coach. And as the coach drove off, I stood there in my West Ham scarf and I just clapped. And you know what happened? The rest of the team on the bus clapped me back. And I will look back on that as one of my most precious Amazing. precious ever moments. They clapped me back. It was like, are you joking? They're clapping me, you know? And yeah. it was special. So Mark Ward goes on the right. Alan Devonshire goes on the left. Obviously, that's a no-brainer. Um, you know, I'll tell you what it was with Alan Devonshire. an absolutely fantastic player, fantastic person, down-to-earth, humble, uh, absolute class. I'll tell you what it is with him. There's a, if you look it up, Russ, we beat Watford away. I think it was three to two in 1987. I think it was a cup match at Vicarage Road, right? Sure. Alan Devonshire played and for anyone who tells me that Alan Devonshire wasn't a class player. Look at 1987 Watford two, West Ham United three. He played in that match and he set up one of the goals. It was a rainy night, I think, and he played a ball. I forget who it is to. I can't remember now off the top of my head but he played this ball down the line so strong but he played it with backspin right so every player thought that ball's going out and all of a sudden the ball started coming back to the player he passed it to who he passed on and the other player scored alan Demonshire was rolls-royce he was just quality beautiful beautiful player and just a wonderful wonderful human being you know I remember in the days of the bond scheme and he was helping out West Ham supporters outside who were talking to him about how we can stop the bond scheme and all that. And he was genuinely yeah. concerned, you know? Mm. And he was a lovely, lovely man, Alan Devonshire. And, um, you know, absolutely wonderful. Next to him, I put Trevor Brookin. Trevor Brooking, obviously is, is is you know, a God for me. Um, yeah. Love Trevor Brooking with a passion. If you ever wanna look at what Trevor Brookin could do with a football, you gotta remember, Trevor Brooking could beat a player without touching the ball trevor brooking like had yeah. an, amazing, an amazing way of letting the ball run he could mm. let the ball run and beat a player i've never seen a player do it since ever he was the master at letting the ball run and beating a player mm. slicing the defense in half like he did against queens park rangers in 1983 when he set up tony cocky against Queen, queen's park rangers watch that on youtube if you wanna and you watch trevor brooking slice that qpr defense in half trevor sure. did that. um Wonderful player. Um, Like I said, I used to meet him every week. I was obsessed with a fella. I'll never forget the first time I seen him in the flesh. I was like, my knees were shaking. I'll give you a quick story about Trevor that you might find amusing. I used to follow him everywhere, and I loved him with a passion. I looked up to him like a dad. And one day in the 80s, he was playing in a charity match. Um, It was somewhere in Hertfordshire, and I was a young, young boy. I was only 13, and my mum let me go, and I made my way there on my own. I forget who it was against, but it was a charity match. And I had to, as always, get Trevor Brookings' autograph after the match. He was a mission of mine. I had to meet my imaginary dad. Anyway, the match finished, and I couldn't find Trevor anywhere. And um, this is a true story, and I'll, I'll show it to you in a minute. I asked the steward, I said, do you know where Trevor Brookings is? And he went, he's in the bar having a pint. I went, all right, fair enough. He said, but you're not allowed in there, you're too young. I went, all right, fair enough. Anyway. He walks off and I sneaked into the bar. And there was yeah. Trevor Brookin at the bar having a pint. Have a guess who was either side of him? I have no idea. Why do you tell me Pete? Bobby Moore and Martin Peters? Wow, Bobby Moore and Martin Peters. I went up to Trevor Brookin. I have got Trevor's autograph as I always did. I knew Bobby was going to be there that day. All right, but you must remember, I'm not of that age. So no, Bobby wasn't yeah, the thing that he is to other people of an older generation. Yeah. yeah. Trevor, Trevor Brookin was my thing, not Bobby Moore, but I knew Bobby Moore was special. So that's why I brought along a picture of Bobby Moore's so in case i seen him and I could get him to sign it. So mm. Trevor signed this picture for me and Bobby signed his picture for me. And if you don't mind, I don't want to keep you too long, so I know you're busy. No. Mike. Do you mind if I show you that? Of course.
1: Of course. Love a bit of show and tell. I'll show you the
0: picture. If you can see it on Good. the actual camera itself. It's one of my most precious um treasure possessions um and here it is i framed it when i was a kid and i'll try and show it to you as best i can i don't know if you can see it because of the light but his signature to- is yeah. just there wow uh and, he, and and bobby signed that for me as he was standing next to trevor in having a pint of lager and martin peters on the other side and um you know, there's stories like that that just um, they
1: stay with you, know, do they?
0: Stay with you and they connect you to the club. You know, they really do. So, Definitely. anyway, that's Trevor Brookin there. Next to Trevor Brookin, um, I'm going for my ultimate hero, my legend, um, the one person I've always followed in life to, to guide me as a human being, whether it be football, whether it be as a human being, uh, mentally, everything is Billy Bonds. Yeah. Um, I, I, lo- I love Billy Bonds with a passion um he is just the greatest human being i've ever met in my life i remember when i was a kid and i'm going back to the nottingham forest this is emotional for me i'm really i'm feeling drained. Do you know what i mean i'm feeling really drained tonight just sleep well going, tonight don't
1: worry lot dogs yeah, I, you i'm
0: feeling drained um uh going back to the forest match my first yeah. match and uh i wanted to get the players autographs after the match i wanted to meet them all and um anyway we lost one nil And I got around to the players entrance and um, I I wanted to get all the players autographs. And as I got around to the players entrance, I'll never forget. Billy Bonds was walking out and he had um, his shirt off undone and his hair was all wet. And um, he was in such a hurry to get home. to his wife and family, you know? Yeah. And um, I mean, I had literally walked with the crowds from the chicken run round to the players' entrance, and sure. he was already getting out because he wanted yeah. to get home with his family, you know, his wife and kids. Yeah. And I looked at Billy that day; I was twelve years old, and I thought to myself, "Why can't I have a dad like that? You know, why can't I have yeah. a dad that wants to come home to us all the time? Do you know what I mean? Mm. You know, mm. it, I was always I jealous of kids that had dads. You know yeah. what I mean? It was like..." you buggers you know what I mean you got a dad you know you you mm. got you got to respect that you got to not take it for granted no
1: nah.
0: and I looked at this strong six foot two bloke who was a hero and he was like no but I've got to get home to me wife and kids and it was like but why can't I have you as my dad Do you know what I mean it was like yeah 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 he was like look Billy Bonds I can't say more about Billy Bonds than that he's 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 god to me
1: yeah
0: when I was a when I was going back a few years later in 1987, he played against Wimbledon at Upton Park. And they were a nasty team, Wimbledon. They were a nasty, let's get it right there. All right. Fashion you, Jones, you know, they were a nasty, nasty football team. You know, they they didn't go about football in the right way. I don't care what anyone says. You know, I'm a big Brian Clough fan also. And he had a big part to play on my life. Football's supposed to be played in the right way, you know, and Wimbledon were a nasty team. And this is how football was back then, you know, Vinnie Jones tried it on with Billy Bonds in 1987 in front of the South Bank, right? He tried it on. Oh, and well, he got Billy Bonds, all right. He got him mm-hmm. with a tackle, yeah, an horrible tackle. And this is what football was like back then. Billy Bonds got Vinnie Jones by the neck and just slapped him, right, right in front of the referee. The referee laughed and walked away, and yeah. Vinnie Jones did not touch Billy Bonds again. He didn't touch no. him again. You know, you didn't mess with Billy Bonds. He look. Billy Bonds for me I've got just quickly look if you look in the corner there can you see that can you see that top in the corner it's a pony top like, like yeah, yeah yeah, Man. you know what that is I'll show you what it is quickly look
1: Go on in this top here yep.
0: See that top? yeah
1: that
0: BJ. is actually that's Billy Bonds training top when he was West Ham manager match worn. wow that's the top he used to wear when he managed West Ham brilliant
1: that's amazing that is it, yeah
0: you know so nice um name. yeah he's my hero he's my hero he's my god um i've yeah. got three West Ham gods trevor brooking um billy bonds and you know frank mcavenny you know yeah so that's where it rolls anyway um we done billy Bonds. next next yeah. up front we've got tony cotty um obviously tony cotty was a west ham legend a west ham supporter went to the nineteen eighty FA efa cup final loved west ham is still a west ham boy when i was a photographer i remember personally being at um where was I, um, Charlton Athletics Grand, doing a match. I forget who it was against, but I was in the press lounge and Tony Cotty was there and West Ham were playing Chelsea away and it was live on Sky. And yeah. I got to sit next to Tony Cotty to watch the first half, wow. next to Tony Cotty to watch the first half live on Sky. Cool, and me and him just chatting like we were mates, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, You know, they were special, title. Tony was, Tony knew I was a like, yeah, this guy's a proper West Ham supporter. And we got on like an hour from fire. And then at half time i had to um go up to with the toilet etc um and then when i came back he was just surrounded by other people you know and i remember him looking for me and i was touched by that you know so you know yeah. absolutely top, my like, top top yeah, like tony top top man top man
1: so Oh, I, don't.
0: I, I love tony i love his honesty and i think tony is a lovely humble man he, he's a he's a beautiful human being next to him is 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 like i said look one of my west end gods is frank mcavenny yeah yeah frank He's just an absolute legend. Um, I remember when Frank McAveni played for West Ham in a pre-season match before the 1985-86 season against Crystal Palace at Sellers Park. I was there. He played an absolute, probably stinker. We was all looking at him thinking, who the hell have we signed here? Yeah. I, remember, I remember getting his autograph after the match outside Sellers Park. Never forget it. Sorry, I'm losing my voice here. Hold on. <laughs> Never forget it. Um, I got his autograph. And no one else was interested in him and he just walked off into the distance to get into his yeah. car and drive off into the South London night. Frank McAvenny for me, I'll tell you what now. This is Frank McIverney. Um, I'm honored to be uh, friends with Frank McAvenny on Facebook. Okay, Frank yeah. McAvenny has given us a donation last year uh, to our charity for the dogs. Okay, um, This is our, a, 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 a gent, this Frank McAvenny man is. All right, He gave mm-hmm. us a donation towards the dogs last year, which he didn't have to. But, this man is people remember Frank McIverney for oh yeah the goals and mucking around about the birds and all this bullshit right let me tell you something about Frank if you was in trouble that's the one man you'd want next to you because what it is with Frank McIverney is he is 100% loyal loyalty is coming out of his paws when he came back to us for the second spot he could have gone to Arsenal who was going to win the league yeah. and he came to us and got relegated. but besides yeah. all that, take the football away. look at the personal stuff, life stuff. Frank Mciavenny is a very, very good sensitive human being. He's a lovely, lovely man. take the football stuff away. he's just a caring and a kind human being you know I had the honor to meet Frank on many an occasion and you know when I was a young boy walking around South London. I never had no boundary. I didn't know about like, oh, you can't wear this and you can't wear that. I used to have me West Ham yeah. top on Millwall territory. I used to have McAvenny on the back in the mid eighties. And Millwall fans are going, what are you doing? You can't wear this, man. You know what I mean? Like you're in Millwall territory. It's like, well, well that's who I am on West Ham. Do you know what I mean? I was proud of it. You know, it was like, I don't care. I am who I am. And that's it. Whatever comes my way, comes my way. And and I always remember McAvenny on the back of me top in, in, in 1985, 86. And what a player, what a man um you know but but going back it was just like you know it's really really special to me people say to me people look obviously look i've got people that are close to me i've got family members etc yep. um and they say you know oh, look, this guy's c- crazy he's crazy west Ham. yeah <laughs> at the end of the day i realise football's not just football for some people football's a comfort blanket yeah you know and um football is a comfort blanket that has saved me from
1: mm. doing
0: some in life, and I felt depressed and ang- anxious. You know, yeah, yeah. And I thank West Ham United Football Club from the bottom of my heart for taking me through some of the toughest times in my life. I yeah, thank Park yeah. for that. I thank the history mm. of that. I thank the players on you. The play, not the players in today, because I can't relate to them. All right, that's not my game. Nah. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. The old days. All right, I wouldn't give you tuppence for any of them players. End of. All right, mm. I've seen them. I've-, I've met a lot of them, and I, I remember the last season at Upton Park um 2016 i have got a farewell bowling flag signed which is over there and and the players barely had the energy to sign it for me it was like almost in disgust you know so nah, oh my god my day's gone my day's gone yeah, yeah, all, I'll get I'll, that. all i do now is i've got the beautiful memories in my head i've got this west ham room here where I've, i can go back in time and i've got 42 dogs outside which i've got to look after every day yeah
1: and that's
0: it that's life you know that's life yeah. but it's been great it's been wonderful when i've loved every minute of it and um you know if you don't mind we're going through a terrible time at the moment with the charity um you know we've been trolled for 5 years every yeah, day for 5 sure. years we were, we was a very very successful charity like i said before um you know but now we struggle even to buy a bag of dog food so if you don't mind russ would it be possible no. for you to put a few things out there for the charity definitely mate definitely mate definitely mate um, give me Do you want to, what is it? Well, just if anyone out there wants to donate, we haven't even got the money. We was a very successful charity, but we haven't even got the We're called thedogyouneed.com. Thedogyouneed.com. We haven't even got the money to keep our website going, which is why it's closed now. Um, So if you go on there, you won't get on it. Um, um, If Russ doesn't mind, I'll send Russ a link to Mm -hmm. our fundraising page on Facebook and our Happy Ever After page on Facebook which shows pictures of the dogs and the work we do. But if people would be kind enough to donate to our charity for the dogs where we need food for the dogs and vet treatment, you can donate via PayPal, which is Peter, my name, at thedogyouneed.com, which is uh, T-H-E-D-O-G-Y-O-U-N-E-E-D.com. I could give out the bank details, but it's not worth no, it. That, yeah, yeah, they no, don't do it. Yeah, just do the PayPal. That's all right. Yeah, if, if if anyone would like to give us any money, sure. um, you know, PayPal, Peter at the dot com. That'd be fantastic. And um, you know, we're going through a horrendous time at the minute. We really are. And um, looking after forty two dogs, I yeah. don't want to see any of them hungry. You know, they, I, 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 dogs are you know a very important part of my life. You know, a very important part. So, right. So I just want to say to you, thank you so much for tonight. Um, it's been absolute pleasure,
1: man and I also want
0: to say, um, I um I want to say um I've had a bit of an anxious day today I don't know why I've had a good couple of weeks I keep the I keep a diary at the minute um sure. regarding my yeah, yeah. anxiety and depression
1: yeah. and
0: um uh, I don't know why but I've had a bit of an anxious day today which was didn't sort of like you know obviously isn't much fun <coughs> but um uh speaking to you tonight regarding my old memories of West Ham United football club in a glorious period has taken my Anxiety away. Tonight. Brilliant. So, Brilliant. Um, for you, Russ, as a human being, I'd like to thank you for that.
1: because Pleasure. Thank
0: you very much. That's a very nice thing to happen, and it's a very nice thing to speak to someone who likewise supports the same football club as you. Yeah,
1: and, there's
0: plenty of us. chat. Just a lovely chat about a football club that we all love
1: no thank you so much peter yeah no it's been it's been lovely it's it, i love listening to people's memories because it's all they're always so personal and um i appreciate your words it's very very kind um and obviously thank you to everyone who's been watching um obviously we'll have the link to the charity uh to peter's paypal in the description below but uh give it a like give it a share if you're listening to anything else give it a like give it a share and um also, from, like, from, finally,
0: just, just quickly finally, um. I pick up on people's energies a lot.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: I've got this thing about me that picks up on people's energies. There's something about you. That is a very, very good energy. Okay. Okay. And what I mean by that is that the, the lunchtime things you're doing. Yeah. The way you speak, the way you handle people,
1: Mm.
0: it almost comforts people, right? And in this okay. time that we're going through in COVID, okay, COVID-19 and lockdowns, et cetera, I believe you have a little bit of a gift there of making people feel a little bit good. So keep it up.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I always, I, I always try to be, uh, always try to be happy. So yeah, cheers, man. So for me and Peter, take care everyone. stay safe, wash those hands, come on your irons and we'll see you again very, very soon. Take care. Take everyone. Care, mate. Much good love. Luck.